Today's show is sponsored by the Restillery. The Restillery creates custom-made lamps out of your favorite used bourbon bottles. We're talking handcrafted artisan work with no two exactly alike. Check out their shop at therestillery.com. That's R-E-S-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y dot com. Today's show is also sponsored by Wilson Artworks. Bourbon fans, if you're looking for heirloom quality handcrafted copper cups coated in silver, Wilson Artworks has the perfect mint julep cup or jigger for you. Check them out at wilsonjulepcups.com. What's up, everybody? This is Armand. I'm here with the lovely Samara. This is Bonded in Bourbon. Hey, guys. We have a extra special show for you guys today. We've been really, really busy, Samara in particular. So we'll let her uh, tell you a little bit about what's been going on with her for the past week. Well, you know, I just got back from Bonded in Bourbon. It was uh, this past Saturday in Louisville, Kentucky at Champions Park. And we hit the stage, we were on the Bourbon Plus stage with um, Bernie Lovers of Heaven Hill Distillery, Josh Hollifield of Barton 1792 Distillery, and the beautiful Beth Burrows of, uh, she's a Kentucky Bourbon brand ambassador for Chimp Beam. Uh, we held a panel called Value Bourbon. So we were talking about bourbons under 30 bucks. And we did a tasting on site of Henry McKenna 10-year, bonded in, uh, bottled in bond. That's the bonded in bourbon, that's us. But, you know, bon- bottled in bond. Um, so we did Henry McKenna. We also did a, um, a flight of, um, we did it with the 1792 small batch and also with Knob Creek 100 proof. All which are bourbons that retail around thirty some odd dollars. You know, McKenna kind of spiked a little bit after it received the award um, for best bourbon from the San Francisco World Competition Spirits Competition. But uh, yeah, right. We talked talked about the value of bourbon besides the price. Um, so it was great, great panel. A lot of people, a lot of start, like it was like the rock stars of the bourbon industry were all there. So we were really excited to be a part of it. And who are you uh, most excited to see? Oh, so I was most excited to see Freddie Johnson with, um, you know, the tour guide from Buffalo Trace. He just received um, his award uh, and got inducted into the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame like a week ago. So it was just really exciting to finally get a chance to meet him. He even knew who we were. He knew me by first name and I knew him by, of course, first name. So it was like as soon as we saw each other, we were like, you know, big hugs and congratulating um, for, you know, just being there and all the um, strides that we've made in this industry. So that was probably the like highlight. Um, got to see my good friend Chuck Cattery from Chicago. We haven't seen Chuck, you know, Armand. We haven't seen Chuck in what two years now, or a year now. So, yeah, it's been about a year, um, a little over a year. Got to see Chuck. He's in good spirits and doing great. And got to sit on um, one of his panels, and he did a phenomenal job. So it was just good. Uh, my buddy Peggy No Stevens was there. She's fabulous. I just absolutely adore her. Um, yeah. 
everybody, everyone was there. Molly Wellman, like the list just goes. Um, so we had a great event. It was on Saturday. Uh, Bourbon and Beyond was supposed to be two days, but I'm sure you saw the footage by now. It got completely washed out. Um, by the time I left, I was covered. We were all soaked and covered in mud. So, um, you know, for the time that we were there, it was amazing and really just curated well. So thank you, Fred Minnick, for taking the lead on that. Um, and it was just a shame we couldn't go back for day two because of the rain and the inclement weather. But overall, great chance. I'll do it again. Yeah, that's unfortunate that it got rained out. It was, you know, what I heard. I'm sorry I missed it this year. Definitely will be there next year. But it was a great experience, you know, while it lasted. Yeah. And so. Um, we definitely look forward to participating more in the future. Um, what else did you get into yeah. that weekend up there in Louisville? Oh, well, you know, we also did an event uh, earlier in the week on that Thursday with Uncle Nearest. So we did our Cocktails and Cream event at Downtown on 4th, which is right there downtown Louisville. Um, and it was amazing. First of all, Fountain on 4th, if you guys are in the Louisville area, please check them out. It's a brand new ice cream shop. But it's different because they make all their ice cream on the spot. So they have a cream. We did a salted caramel spiked with Uncle Nearest whiskey. Um, but so we had the cream, the salted caramel, and with two ounces of Uncle Nearest mixed in it. Then they put it into a Cuisinart, you know, like a KitchenAid type thing, and add liquid nitrogen oh, wow. to it. And they just blend it all together, and it turns into this amazing, you know, creamy ice cream. And just, you know, it's just the ice cream was just phenomenal. And you could totally taste that, you know, still get that heat and that burn from the 100 proof from the Uncle Nearest whiskey. It was just great. So um, I want to say thank you to Uncle Nearest for partnering with us on that event. Richie out in Louisville, the brand ambassador for Uncle Nearest in the area, did, was amazing to work with. He did a phenomenal job. Um, brought us all sorts of little swag and just really gave the great history of Uncle Nearest. And, um, you know, it was a fun event. We got a chance to meet a lot of Louisvillians and really make some, you know, new friends in the area. So great. great yeah, time. that sounds great. You know, I love a boozy milkshake too. So, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that, that would be my, uh, my specialty there. So making a boozy milkshake. So, yeah. uh, so definitely want to, have that uh try to have one of those in atlanta sometime soon too yeah for sure um, well yeah so we're gonna go ahead and head to a quick break uh and we'll get right back into it we got a really really exciting tasting for you guys today we're going to be doing uh high west yippee Kaye. so we're really excited to bring that to you and that'll be coming uh coming to you right on the other side of the break all right this is bonding and bourbon Now for a bit of bourbon lore brought to you by the Staven Thief Society, where you can study and deepen your enjoyment of America's native spirit while becoming an executive bourbon steward. While bourbon cannot have anything added to it aside from water and still retain the name bourbon, other whiskeys aren't so constrained. Scotch can have coloring added, and Canadian whiskey can have both color and flavor added. The most common additive is called caramel coloring because of its mouthwatering amber glow. And where is the world's largest maker of caramel coloring base? Louisville, Kentucky. 
So even when you're drinking something other than bourbon for some reason, you may well be sipping another product from the heart of bourbon country. And that's just one of the many pieces of bourbon history, trivia, and myth you'll learn on your way to becoming an executive bourbon steward with the Stave and Thief Society. Sign up for a class today at staveandthief.com. On behalf of the Stave and Thief Society, I am Samara of Bonded and Bourbon. Armand, tell listeners about The Bar To Go. They've been a longtime sponsor, but people still may not know what they're all about. The Bar To Go features handcrafted American-made traveling mini bars. These canvas or leather pouches will carry everything you need to make a cocktail or take along with your favorite 50 milliliter bottles of bourbon. These things make great gifts for men or women, and you can check out the complete lineup at thebartogo.com, and that is the number two in the web address. Be sure to use the coupon code ABVN to get 30% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome back to Bonded and Bourbon. Armand and Samara here, and we are about to dive into Yippie Kaye from the High West Distillery. So we're excited about that. Samara, won't you tell everybody a little bit about High West? So High West Distillery was founded in 2006 by David Perkins and his wife Jane. Um, and they actually they started this distillery after a visit to Maker's Mark. Um, They were there on a trip and they fell in love with the distillation process. And uh, David, being the biochemist that he is, saw a lot um, of similarities in the work that he does along with the fermentation and distilling process that's done in creating bourbon. And he decided to start his own whiskey label, his own you know, whiskey and bourbon label. So they moved to Park City, Utah and started High West Distillery. Um, so very interesting story. They're very young in the, you know, this game. Some of the, the players in the bourbon industry go back eight generations, but they're literally, what, 12 years old? Um, and yeah, we're going to taste their High West Yippie Kaye. Uh, so Yippie Kaye is a 92 proof. It's a double rye. Um, they do not offer any um, details about what the mash bill is, but it's a blend of multiple rides. And the interesting thing about this is that it's uh, barreled, it's finished, I should say, in Syrah and vermouth barrels. And for those that don't know about vermouth, vermouth is a red or white wine that's flavored with aromatic herbs made chiefly in France and Italy and used in cocktails. That is straight from dictionary.com. So <laughs> um, are you ready to get into this tasting of Yippie Yeah, I'm ready to ready to hit it. I, I really love High West. I love everything that they're doing out there. And so um, I had some great store picks from them. Uh, as well. So really looking forward to diving in to the, uh, to the Yippie here. And uh, really just even from the from the appearance here, it looks really nice, really inviting. Uh, it's a little darker, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, caramel color, I would uh, say more of a caramel um, than a golden color, more of a caramel color. But very inviting, you know, very interesting. Uh, I noticed that the rise that I that we've done have tended to be darker 
in terms of the in terms of the appearance and of course with the bottle i really do love the bottle i love the labels you know with the you know they really pay homage to the uh to the wild wild west and so i love the label on the bottle you can talk a little bit of more a little bit more about what you think about the the appearance with the bottle as well so you know from a marketing perspective i just absolutely love the way that high west is packaged the bottle design is I guess you could, you're absolutely right. It is very Western-like. Um, I love the knob as a part of the cork. It's like a really rounded cork that's on top of the bottle. But then the just the artwork on it. Um, I'm an art history major, you know, so I always love the artwork. I love um, the the cowboy on it. And not only just um, on the Yippie label, but on all of the High West labels. I just absolutely love how they do the artwork to make each bottle really stand out. And it does make it a part of a collector's piece. You can look up at anybody's shelf and see all of the high West. You automatically know what the brand is and then by the, the unique labels in each one of the bottles, you can tell which um, which which part of the portfolio it comes from. So um, I absolutely love the appearance of how uh, High West is. As far as the whiskey itself, you're absolutely right. It's got this red tint to it. You know, and I think that kind of goes back to it sitting and being finished in the the Syrah and the vermouth barrels as well. So, um, you know, I'm I'm automatically impressed with anything that uh, Yippee that High West comes off with just based off of the way it looks. Yeah, I think that um, the bottle looks very handmade. I think that's probably the, a good way to describe it. It looks very handmade, yeah. and they really, really do a really good job of presenting as a craft distillery. Uh, and obviously, you know, at some point they probably they started out as that. They're, yeah. they're pretty widespread now, but you know, they, I think that it, it has a very crafty feel to it. What about the nose? What did you what do you think about that? So on the nose, I immediately picked up plum. Uh, very, I picked up a lot of plum flavor. Very sweet, uh, jammy notes. Um, and like candy notes on it. It just, it really, it really comes off at the first sniff as very light and sweet. Um, I also started when I, you know, took my, spent my time with it. I did start to pick up notes of red apples as well. Um, and then I think, you know, the longer I kind of sniffed it and spend some time with it, I kind of pick up a little bit of fennel on the back end. Maybe like, maybe that's like some sage or some licorice back there, but something a little rustic on the back end um, when I'm really smelling it. But, you know, the first impression is plum notes and, and just sweet candy. I got as well on the nose, I got some ha- nuttiness, some hazelnut, uh, got a, a, a lot of different fruits, uh, you know, fruity fruitiness but mostly dark fruit so you i got your plums kind of the dark cherry um also uh i i did agree with yeah. some red apple crisp red apple and I, you know on my nose it, it it felt it felt kind of bountiful that's kind of the how i would describe it like a fruit basket almost so i i you know mixed with some good nuts in there like i said some hazelnuts mm-hmm. so very inviting uh, definitely made me want to dive in and and go into the taste. What did you uh, What did you think about the taste? So I immediately, you know, the, because you uh, autom- I automatically smelled the plum. I thought that that would also be the first thing that I tasted, but I actually got more of a cedar note. So I ended up getting a little bit of the wood, um, more cedar, 
Um, there is definitely plum in there, but also that touch of fennel. And but on the finish, on the back end of the palette, I really started to pick up some of the Syrah and the vermouth notes. So it does have that sweet. Um, there is a t touch of the sweet on the back of the tongue, um, even some caramel and maybe like peanut brittle. I think that's what I'm picking up on the back. So I, mm -hmm. it's really, it's like you said, it's, it's bountiful. Brittle. I think that's a great word. You know, we're into these uh, word of the day words. So can bountiful be our word of the day today? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there is a it's very bountiful. I I love that. It's I can get the plum, I can get a piece of the wood in there. Um, I do pick up the jam and the syrah, but also I'm getting this peanut brittle on the end. Of yeah, it. I, I get. I I found it as very light, not quite as spicy as a lot of a uh, lot of the other rice that we've had. Um, I, I think that I've, I've got some light wood in the uh in the taste too when it first gets my tongue i do get some um mm -hmm. maybe more of a pine uh flavor not, yeah uh, not necessarily as sharp as a cedar but more of a nice like a light pine to goes it goes well it goes really well with the hazelnut that i got on the nose uh and, and then i get all those all those dark fruits i get the dark cherry i get the uh i get the dark uh the plum uh, even maybe even a little bit of uh, blackberry in there, and, and I think a lot of that comes from the Syrah uh, and the you know Syrah and and, and and even with the vermouth, you get some of the fruitiness uh, from that as well. So I think that all of that blends together. It's a it's a fairly complex uh, fairly complex blend, and I think that it shows in terms of how it how it comes across on the palate. Uh, on the mouthfeel, I thought it was a medium medium amount of viscosity uh wasn't too heavy yeah but definitely was memorable it wasn't something that is that, that you know you didn't feel anything and so i thought that that was uh i thought it was appealing so uh yeah yeah i um i agree you know it's not as thick and syrupy like some of the other bourbons and whiskeys that we've tasted but it's not water it's like right in the middle. It's got a great consistency. Um, and it just really flows right on through. Um, and I love the way that the flavor just passes from literally the tip of your tongue all the way through the back. It's an entire experience right along the way. Um, so I I enjoyed the mouthfeel on this one as well. And, you know, leading into the finish of it, I thought it had a great finish. Really, again, those, those notes of, you know, the, the plum and the Syrah and a little bit of the jamminess, like that just, it just sits so well on your palate and it lingers there for a really long time. And that's what I love in a whiskey is I really like that enjoyed experience, even when you're not constantly sipping. Um, so I enjoyed the finish. I thought, um, I thought it also had a great balance because again, we have to remember this is a high, this is a double rye. So it's a double rye and it's a blended rye. So, you know, the, the most taste note, the tasting note that really stands out in rye is that pepper. But I really feel like the finish with the vermouth and the Syrah blended in with that, it's just, it just makes it a very palatable, smooth whiskey. So I love it. Yeah, I thought I thought that the finish was uh, was really as good as it gets. 
Um, yeah. It wasn't too heavy. Uh, had a really nice feel to it. It was warm. It stayed with you for a good amount of time, but uh, so it didn't it didn't dissipate so quickly that you found yourself needing to constantly sip to maintain uh, to maintain the flavor in your mouth. But mm-hmm. it also wasn't so bold or so heavy that it deters you from taking that next sip. Right. So I thought that uh, it, it was uh, the finish on this, I thought was really as good as you get. And that probably had a lot to do with the fact that you've got, you know, you got the double rye uh, finished with the vermouth and the Syrah. And I I, th- I just think it's a tremendous combination yeah. of flavors. And it really, it really went down well. So, um, well, I guess you, you got your scores ready. We're ready to tally up our scores. Um, let me think about my scores, but yeah, let's go to break and I'll add everything up and I'll be ready for you when we come back. Sounds good. We'll be back in a minute with our scores for Yippie Kaye from High West Distillery. This is Bonded in Bourbon. Hey, babe, there's a lot going on in the world of bourbon right now. Are we planning any trips? We sure are. I'm working on our trip to the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival. But wait, that's not until March 20th through the 23rd, 2019. Why would we be working on that one already? The New Orleans Bourbon Festival has gotten so popular. It's a year-round event. Barbara and Tracy are hard at work getting everything lined up and to prepare. They put an early bird ticket price out there right now where you can enjoy the cheapest ticket prices of the year. Plus, if you're considering a VIP experience, those tickets are going fast. I think people want to start working on their own plans to attend the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Where do they need to go and what do they need to do? Get your early bird discount tickets now for the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival at NewOrleansBourbonFestival.com. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Bonded and Bourbon. Armand and Samara here. We are tasting Yippie Kaye from High West Distillery. We just finished our tasting and we've tallied up our scores. So why don't you start off with your score for appearance, Samara? Well, I've already gone into my whole art history spiel and how much I love the artwork that's on the bottle, on the label, and the whole bottle design for High West. So um, I gave it a 10. Also for its rich reddish amber color. I just think it's an amazing appeal. And when you line up all the high West bottles all, you know, all together, it's just a classic look. So I give them a 10 on appearance. Nice. I gave it, I gave it an eight. Uh, I love the dark caramel color. Uh, I find that to be very, uh, very inviting. Uh, I love the bottle. I love the, 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 way the bottle looks like it's so handcrafted the label is really nice uh as well and uh, invokes the wild west so really you know they have a really good theme going so and and also find the label to be informative in terms of it tells you uh that it's a blend of straight wide two straight wide rye whiskeys also mentions the vermouth and the syrah barrels so get a lot of information off the label as well so i gave it a eight and and for the appearance in terms of the nose i um i gave it an eight on the nose as well 
uh, like I said, I really enjoy the mix of the fruitiness and the nuttiness. And um, like I said, we use our word of the day, uh, found it to be quite bountiful on the nose. So I gave it an eight. What did you think about the nose? Um, I gave the nose a nine, actually. Um, that plum just really sparks my attention. It's not something I typically find in a whiskey when I um, nose it. And just the fact that, you know, I it just jumped off immediately at me, just screamed, literally screamed a plum at me. Um, definitely got my attention. So you know how I feel about the bold whiskeys that um, are full of flavor, bountiful flavor. Um, so, yeah, I was impressed uh, with the nose and you know on the tongue it, it's also pretty impressive on the tongue I actually gave it an eight though um, because I think the nose you know like you you smell that plum immediately and that's the first thing that you want to taste and I it's not the first thing that I tasted it was actually the wood it was actually the barrel itself that I tasted um, but then you know those sweet notes do start to come back on the back end of the tongue um, so for me it is an eight what about for you I actually gave it an eight as well on the tongue. Um, that's my so that's my third consecutive eight. So it's just really it's just a really solid, really really solid whiskey. Uh, I found on, you know on the tongue, like I said, I found it you know light and not as spicy as a lot of the other rye's that we've had. Uh, I got a little pine on the tongue, so I thought it was kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Don't get that a lot in a lot of the whiskeys that we drink. So I give it a solid eight on the on the tongue too. For the mouthfeel, I gave it a seven. I thought it was a kind of medium mouthfeel, not too heavy, but kind of filled your mouth up nicely. So it gave it a solid seven on the mouthfeel. What did you think on the mouthfeel and the finish? You know, I'm starting to doubt myself because I gave it a seven too. And I consider you to be like a tough critic. <laughs> like you're kind of becoming the Simon Cowell of bourbon reviews here. <laughs> so, um, but I also do agree that, you know, it's I, I thought it was a good seven. Um, it wasn't anything too thick. It wasn't anything too watery, but it also wasn't anything really memorable for me. Um, so I, that's why I gave it a seven. Um, you know, I think it's really interesting you say that you got, pine on the tongue and i think what you pick up as pine is me picking up as fennel um so i don't know we've got to go back to our sensory kit Mm. and we've got to kind of play around with what the difference between a pine and a fennel um on the tasting palette picks up so uh colin with um steven thief we may need to call you on that one to get the 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 diagnosis but um yeah i think that's really interesting that you picked up pine on that and what about the finish though what did you get Uh, for me i thought that the finish was about as good as it can get i i I thought that it it certainly was not too heavy had a very nice feel it was very warm uh nice and long lasting uh, wasn't uh, too, but not too long. Uh, I just, I thought that also all of the flavors came through in the finish. So yeah. you also, you got the Syrah, you got the vermouth, you got the rye, you get all of that in the finish. Nice Kentucky hug, even though it's in Utah. And it, uh, and it just, so I gave it a nine on the finish. Uh oh, so, I'm in trouble. I gave it a nine too. So you're in trouble. <laughs> I gave it a nine. I'm becoming you, which is really scary. I really like the fact that we have different palettes. 
Well, this one is one that we really agree on. It's really one of our favorites, and you know, High West is really doing great things. So, um, so what'd you come up with for your total score? My total score was a forty-three. What did you give it? I gave it a forty for my total score. So that combined gives it a nice solid eighty-three. Uh, I think that's a, that's a really yeah. good score. It's a really really solid whiskey. Highly recommended, and uh, really look forward to tasting and reviewing more of the high west more of the high west uh, products so um 83 is a real solid score yeah i hope we get a chance to yeah i hope we get a chance to um review the entire high west portfolio because i'm just absolutely in love with everything that they're doing out of utah um especially like that campfire um and the what is it the burb rye the yeah, the, the one with the rye, little yeah. cute rabbit on the artwork you know the borai i cannot wait for us to really sit down and take the time to review the entire line yeah. so 83 is good that's right that sounds good so okay what have we got what's going nice? on what, what's coming up with us so I'm just looking at the calendar. So Black Bourbon Society, it's kind of on a lull right now. We don't have an event until late October. But um, I know coming up for you, you're going out of town, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm leaving town uh, next week. I'm going to be participating in the Regional Leadership Institute, uh, which is run by the Atlanta Regional Commission. And it's uh, it's a very prestigious program. I'm very honored to have been chosen, one of only 56 people that are chosen to participate. And we get together in Savannah and spend an entire week uh, putting our heads together and attacking issues that are facing metropolitan Atlanta, everything from crime to education to traffic and infrastructure, which I'm sure might be three of the five days that we're gone, but, um, and just affordable right. housing, uh, which is, you know, it's a passion of mine. And I just look forward to participating and to, you know, helping to meeting my classmates and helping to make uh, Atlanta a better place to live and work. You know, I'm proud of you, right? Well, thank you, baby. Like super duper proud of you, right? Well, thank you. You know, it means a lot to me. <laughs> Well, congratulations. I can't wait to hear all about your experience in Savannah. And, um, you know, I'm going to ask you to do a little bit of whiskey hunting while you're out there. See what you can yeah. bring us home so we can try and taste it and review it on the podcast. Well, you know, I'm going to definitely stop in a couple of couple of spots out there and see what they have. And I'll definitely share my experience next week when we get back together on the podcast. Excellent. All right. Well, that's all we have. Uh, where can they find us? You you rattle it off today. Where can we where can we be found? Well, you can find me me at uh, I am Armand on Instagram, Armand Davis at Twitter, Armand Davis on Facebook, uh, Black Bourbon Society at uh, at Black Bourbon Society, also BlackBourbonSociety.com. Uh, and you can find uh, us, the BIB podcast, at uh, Bonded and Bourbon on Instagram and and at uh, bondedandbourbon.com. Yeah, that's where we are. All right. So, yeah, we thanks for joining us this week. And 
I hope you guys enjoy your yippee kaye and we will see you guys next week. Uh, and we haven't decided what we're going to be tasting next week, but we'll uh, we'll let you guys know beforehand. Oh no! We did no, yes, we did. Next week is my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday week. I know exactly what I want to taste. Oh well, yes, it's, I it's want to. You know, I picked up that. Um, it Since is. It's the queen's Since birthday. It's the queen's birthday. She gets to pick what we're tasting. Yeah, and so I uh, picked up that Elijah Craig Barrel Proof from the distillery a couple weeks ago when I was out there with uh, Camp Runamuck, and it's 133, so I am going to bring you over to the hazmat side, to the Barrel Proof side, and we'll <laughs> taste it, and uh, we'll do our reviews. I cannot wait to open this bottle of bourbon. So, <laughs> Well, I look, I look forward to tasting it. We'll leave it at that. Yes, bring it over to the dark side. All right, side. well, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, we look forward to uh, we look forward to tasting next week. We'll be on Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And this has been bottled, bonded in bourbon. All right, cheers, guys. Stop. Armand, why would someone be interested in a still from Moonshine Still Pro? Well, there are those that want distilled water, and the stills from Moonshine to Still Pro certainly can do that. Others like the idea of a still in their man cave or she shed. I mean, is it really complete without one? Finally, there are those that are trying to tap into the rebellious American spirit, like was exemplified during the Prohibition era, as people gathered to connect and share a drink. No matter what your personal need for a still is, Moonshine Still Pro has a still that suits it, and they have parts that you can't find at your local hardware store if you're trying to build your own. I think people want to know more. Where do they need to go? You can find Moonshine Still Pro at www.moonshinestillpro.com. They also have a secret insider site, www.knock3times.com, with the number three, where they often have discount codes and other secret insider content. Bonded in Bourbon is part of the ABV Network. For more information or to advertise on the show, please log on to abvnetwork.com. Bonded in Bourbon is created by Bowen Zell Productions.